My name is Hal Brady, and I want to welcome you to Hal Brady Ministries. I'm so pleased you've joined me tonight, and I trust that the Word and the music will be a blessing to you. Would you do me a favor? I hope you'll invite some of your friends to join us on these Thursday nights. We would love to have them, and I trust that the program will be meaningful to them as well. Would you hear now, please, the reading of God's Word? It comes from Genesis chapter 20, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. From there, Abraham journeyed toward the region of the Najib and settled between Kadesh and Shur. While residing in Gur as an alien, Abraham said of his wife Sarah, She is my sister. And King Abimelech of Gur sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not approached her. So he said, Lord, would you destroy an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me, she is my sister, and she herself said, he is my brother? I did this in the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands. Then God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. Furthermore, it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now then, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all that are yours. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Join me, please, in prayer. O oh God, your will be done, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. To you be all the glory and honor. In your name, amen. It counts. It counts. You can depend on it. But what am I talking about? I'm talking about integrity, character. The words that I'm about to read are very meaningful, and I used to use them a lot when I was the chaplain of a high school football team. As a matter of fact, I read them over and over. Would you please hear these words? When you get what you want in your struggle for self, and the world makes you king for a day, just take a look in the mirror and see what that has to say. It's what the man in the glass has to say. It isn't your wife, your mother, or sweetheart whose judgment you must pass. The fellow whose opinion counts most in your life is the man there in the glass. He's the fellow to please, forget all the rest, for he's with you right through to the end. You can face your most dangerous, most difficult task if the man in the glass is your friend. Sure, you can fool the world as you pass through the years. You may even get pats on your back as you pass. But your only reward will be heartache and tears if you fool that man in the glass. Our scripture lesson points to the absolute criticalness of integrity. The absolute criticalness of integrity. It was his integrity and only his integrity that saved King Abimelech's life in the 20th chapter of Genesis. As you recall, Abraham and Sarah had not been truthful with Abimelech about her status as a married woman. Now I want us to read again from the second verse. Abraham said of his wife Sarah, She is my sister. And King Abimelech of Gur sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken. For she is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not approached her. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me, she is my sister? 
and she herself said, He is my brother. I did this in the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands. So it was his integrity and his integrity only that saved King Abimelech's life. Thus, it was because of his integrity that he was spared. Integrity is serious business. Let me repeat that. Integrity is serious business. A lack of integrity would have killed King Abimelech. I simply cannot overstate the importance of integrity. I wanted to find it for you. As traditionally understood from the Hebrews and Greeks forward, character is the inner form that makes anyone or anything what it is. It is the essence of a person's life. Now, other people have given definitions of character, and I'd also like to mention some of those. Character is who you are when no one is looking. Character is who you are through and through. Character is who you are in the dark. I particularly like this one. Character is who you, your dog thinks you are. If we're dependable and trustworthy, our dog will love us, be loyal to us, and will always be our friend. Chuck Swindoll said that for years he was on the board of the Dallas Theological Seminary. He said along with Chuck Landry, Tom Landry, who was one of the great coaches of all time, he said they would be discussing in their meetings how important integrity was, was the, to the theological students' characters. And he said one day, Coach Landry leaned over and he said, Chuck, do you know that we have five things that we use to define cowboy players? And at the top of the list is character. It was then that Chuck said to him, I want to ask you a question, and an important question. What if you have an outstanding great athlete that has no character? What would you do? Coach Landry said, that's simple. We will not hire him. We will not bring him aboard. That is very, very simple. Now, let's think about this. Too bad that's still not the defining characteristic of professional sports today. This past week, I was looking at Sports Illustrated magazine, and there was an editorial on the last page. It was called The Book of Tim by Phil Taylor. In discussing Tebow mania, Mr. Taylor writes these words, Clearly, there existed in the land a hunger for a young man of simple virtue like that Denver quarterback. In an age of antiheroes and philanderers and gluttons, a portion of the populace had latched on to an athlete they saw as old-fashioned and clean living. And then he writes, The behavior of so many sports figures seems scandalous. The taking of performance-enhancing substances or frivolous, the marrying of the Kardashians, and Tebow provided refuge from the scoundrels and the lightweights. I reiterate, integrity is serious business. One reason is that we see all around us a lack of integrity. We see the results of a lack of integrity. And some of these results are the following. Business corruption, wholesale cheating, political dishonesty, marriage scandals, leadership betrayal, greedy self-interest, individual foibles, and a whole lot of mediocrity. And what about today's heroes and heroines? We still have them, but so many of them have huge character flaws. Why? The reason is, is because we are drifting morally in this culture. And all of this is accelerating to a dangerous degree. So where is genuine individual virtue today? 
I'm talking about the essence of praiseworthy character. Truthfully, our society has relegated all of this to the private, and they want to keep it out of the public arena. There's a story about a minister named J. Frederick Wilson. He's passed away now, but years ago he was pastor of the Statesboro First Methodist Church in Statesboro, Georgia. One Monday morning, his staff went out and put on his bulletin board the title of his sermon, which was Broad-Minded But Shallow. When he came in for lunch, his wife said, you better go look at the bulletin board. He said, what is the secretary misspelled broad-minded? She said, you better go look at the bulletin board. He went out there and looked. He came back in and said, no, she spelled it right. It spelled right. His wife said, you better go look at the bulletin board. And she said, you need to start at the top and come down. So he went back out there and he started at the top, and this is what he read. Statesboro First Methodist Church, J. Frederick Wilson, pastor, broad-minded but shallow. When there is no praiseworthy character, everything becomes shallow. But thank God at least one political scientist, a fellow by the name of James Wilson, understands. He says there is a growing awareness that many of the problems and troubles in our society relate back to character flaws. Character flaws. There's a story of a turtle who was talking to a scorpion, and the scorpion said to the turtle, I'd like a ride across the river. The turtle looked at him and said, don't be silly. You'd sting me and I'd drown. The scorpion looked at him and said, let me tell you something. If you went out over the river and I was with you and I stung you, you would go down and I would drown too. Where's the logic in that? So they got, he said, hop aboard. So the scorpion got on the turtle's back. They went out across the water and about halfway across, the scorpion stung the turtle. And on the way down, as they were going to the bottom, the turtle said, let me ask you a question. You said there was no logic to you stinging me. The scorpion said, it's nothing to do with logic. It's just my character. It's just my character. Doris Day, the great Roman Catholic social worker, someone said she was great not because of what she believed or what she wrote. It was because what she believed and wrote was in line with how she lived. They were talking about character, character. There's a true story of a general dean who was captured by the communists during the Korean War. He was captured in the town of Chungchu and told that he had about 30 minutes in which to live. Would he like to write a letter to his only son? The author who was telling this story said, what would you write to your only son if you knew you only had 30 minutes in which to live? The letter's not too long. It's only eight or nine lines. But right down in the center of the letter, General Dean says, tell Bill the word is integrity. The author said, notice he didn't say, tell Bill the word is popularity. Tell Bill the word is success. Tell Bill the word is security. He said, tell Bill the word is integrity. Beloved, tell Bill and everybody else the word is integrity. Integrity is serious business. And then secondly, integrity is God's intention for us. Integrity is God's intention for us. Now, if King Abimelech had not had character, he would have died. But Abraham prayed for him, and he was restored. In plain truth, God intends for all of his people to be of character. If not, why the deliverance of the Red Sea, the Ten Commandments at Sinai, the Old Testament prophets, the incarnation of the babe in Bethlehem, the cross that Jesus died upon, Jesus' resurrection from the dead, the Beatitudes, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, the church, the forgiveness of sins, the hope of humankind. In Psalm 15, the psalmist 
describe something of what I'm talking about in terms of character. I want you to listen to this carefully. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? Those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil to their friends, who stand by their oath even to their hurt and do not lend money at interest and do not take a bribe against the innocent. In other words, the suggestion here is that those people who live by integrity have an intimacy with God that others don't have. And then there's another promise for those people who have integrity. The word says, those who do these things shall never be moved. Their promise, permanency. Now, I want to ask you, how does integrity look today? A man by the name of Carl Day described it this way. Listen to what he said integrity is. Returning extra change at the grocery store. Keeping appointments. Being on time. Honoring your commitments. Choosing the harder right rather than the easier wrong. Setting priorities that honor God, family, country, and then career. Telling a business associate that you can't stop for a drink after work because you have to be at your kid's little league game or the concert. Working through tough times in marriage rather than simply throwing in the towel. Being committed to the well-being of others even if it personally costs you something. Setting a good example even if it requires playing a difficult and unfamiliar role. It is being truthful in all things. Character is selfless rather than selfish. Being accountable for one's actions and accepting the consequences. There's an old television program that I like. It was a commercial, actually. The program was, evidently, this boy had moved into a new school. He was new in town. He had a whole lot of books in his arms. And as he was walking down the hall, this bully saw him and came over and knocked all the the books out of his hand. An athlete happened to see what was going on, and he walked over and helped the boy pick up the books. That ad was about integrity, character, and the passing on of character. A man said he went to Office Depot to get some file drawers, and he actually brought too many, and so he took one back for a refund. The person behind the counter was so gracious and gave him the refund. It amounted to over $10 and gave him the original receipt. But when he got home, he found out that it was the wrong receipt, and he had received more than $6 too much. So the thought went to his mind, I'll just keep this. Too bad, Office Depot. But then he said he remembered the sign over his desk. It said, character is who you are when no one but God is watching. So the man said he took the money back. He planned to do it, and he did. That's character. Andrew Young said one time the family was with his father. He was a former ambassador to the United Nations, Andrew Young. He said he was with his father, and they were going to the movies. The father ran a stop sign. The policeman pulled him over, and he asked for some identity. The, his father gave his identity, and it had the word doctor on it. The policeman said, were you going on an emergency call? No, we were going to the movies. The policeman tried his best to let the doctor out of paying the fine. Even the... Andrew said his mother got upset, but the father still insisted on paying the fine. You see, integrity was more important to him than anything else. Integrity is God's intention for every last one of us, and we need to be aware of that. And then finally, finally, integrity is following Christ and receiving Christ's character. 
There's a story of a man in the New Testament by the name of Matthew. Matthew was a publican, a tax gatherer. He was despised by his people because he cohorted with the enemy, the Romans. So there he was, sitting at the desk, rejected, alienated, separated. He probably felt that way himself. Nobody saw anything good about him at all except for Jesus. Jesus saw somehow in this unlikely character, Matthew, saw a child of God and a herald of the kingdom of God. So Jesus looked deep within and called out the hero within him. And Matthew responded, and he followed Jesus. Now, if someone were to ask us, why do you love Jesus? We would say we love Jesus because of Calvary. He gave his life for us. And we might also add we love him because he brought out the best that's in us. He brought out the best that's in us. Beloved, God loves every one of us, and he, he wants to bring out the best that's in us. He wants to bring out our character and our integrity. He wants to bring out the hero, a heroine within us. A few years ago, I had a terrible pain in my leg and my back. The result was I had to have surgery. I had a back that was just on fire. Well, after the surgery, I looked up a skilled therapist. This skilled therapist massaged my back and my legs over time, took me to this place where they had all kinds of exercise machines, taught me how to use them, and then taught me how to do the exercises at home, of which I still do today. This fellow enabled me to stand, walk, and continue ministry by his therapy. Now, why am I telling you this? Because just as that therapist did this for my physical body, Jesus Christ does this for my spiritual body. Jesus Christ does it for your spiritual body as well. I'm not what I'm going to be. Jesus Christ continues to impact my life every day. It's like the old preacher said, I ain't what I want to be, I ain't what I'm going to be, but thank God Almighty, I ain't what I used to be. Now, if we invite God into our homes, into our lives, Jesus will do these things for us. No question about it. He will inspire us. He will inspire us to live our lives for Him. He will cause us to do some introspection, and we will look at our lives and ask the question, am I really bringing the best I have to the highest I know all the time? He would give us integration. When we want Jesus to be first in our lives and the kingdom of God first, and we try to follow him first, he will integrate us around his leadership. It's like a pastor in Tampa, Florida said. He said one Sunday he got to preaching beyond his notes, beyond his prepared manuscript. And he said, I know that some of you people think I'm conservative. I know that some of you people think I'm conservative. Some of you people think I'm liberal. He said, but I want you to know I don't care anymore. I just want to be like Jesus. You see, he was brought that way. And then from introspection comes integrity. What we experience on the inside, we want to live on the outside. That's where our integrity comes. And then intuition, intuition. Jesus will give us the ability to discern the right and to live the right. I think it was the Apostle Paul that put it well. He said, I am no longer my own. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So listen again to these words. Sure, you can fool the world as you pass through the years. You may even get pats on your back as you pass. But your only reward will be heartache and tears. 
if you fool that man in the glass. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for something that we call integrity. We know that has something to do with your living in us and inspiring us to be different kinds of people. We are grateful, O oh God, for people of integrity everywhere. We pray your blessing upon them. We pray that you would use all people of integrity to strengthen this world and to enhance it and to win it for Christ. It's all in his name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us tonight. I trust that this has been a blessing to you. Please call a neighbor and ask them to join us next week. Thank you and good night.